lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that once left the party 20 minutes early, only to arrive four minutes late. And my name's Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Larry, I hope you've uh, been enjoying this unseasonably warm weather we're having. Dude, I spend my time in this basement, in this studio, <laughs> for the most part. I I didn't see until certain parts of the day, and I would hear anecdotally on the radio how hot it is, and that we broke a record today, right? So this is April 13th that we're recording. Did it actually hit like 30 today? It may have like I would I'd be it looking broke, at my phone periodically and it was like very close, it, but it broke some kind of long standing forty year fifty year record right or something like it that. It did, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, I I know I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to bring it up, even though I used it in the opener. But uh, the Raptors season ended last night. Uh, it did. It did. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it in in, in uh, um, less than glorious fashion, and you were uh, there. I was right? there. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. They uh, they, they it was uh, the play in tournament, so it was uh, uh, the ninth seed who were the Raptors. They got to host the tenth seeded Chicago Bulls, featuring former Raptor Demar Derozan, um, and uh, it looked like the Raptors were going to win. They were like pretty in control they had a 19 point lead at one point they had a 12 point lead at one point in the fourth quarter and uh yeah ended up uh uh losing uh by i think four four or five yeah, points yep, yep, yep. and uh and they they missed like i can't remember like 16, 16. yeah free throws <laughs> obviously you know you hit you <laughs> you hit even half of those um and and you win like relatively comfortably. They they were um, sh- they were shooting fifty percent last night from the th- uh, free yeah. throw line. Yeah, Eight, eighteen for thirty six. Yeah. So and yeah, not un- only were they shooting badly, but they also had like a ton of opportunities. Um, and uh, it was it was bad. At one point, Pascal Siakam, the team's big star, they had a chance to tie the game late when he got fouled taking a three point shot and could only hit one of them. This is a guy who wants to be like a super max, you know, player yep. and can't even can't even well, like hit for the charity let's, stripe. Let, let's let's calm you down, Curtis, because I know you're quite heated. <laughs> I, I too, I was actually quite dejected last and deflated last night. So it's a good thing we didn't record last night. I would just not have any energy. I was just like, oh, oh. you know, I was, I was talking to Steve. Uh, sorry, I just want to say quickly. Yep. I was talking to Steve, who's uh, uh, our friend Steve McMillan, who I went to the game with. Uh, he's my like season seat partner, and he was saying, and and I kind of agreed with him that like we would have been more outraged in other years. This year, it just felt like we didn't have we didn't go to many games, um, and so we didn't really feel like we had that connection that we had in years past, mm-hmm. where like you know like if this had happened like. I don't know, like two years ago, it would have been a real gut punch. Um, now it's just kind of annoying just because of the way they lost. <laughs> uh, but there was a story here. Actually, the, the interesting uh, tidbit here is in order for the Raptors to make the playoffs, they would have had to go through DeRozan and 
Lowry. And Lowry, that's right. That's right. Before yeah. they got they only to, they would have faced the uh, the Bucks, right? Yep. Oh god, yeah. that would have been yeah. that, would, that would have been a massacre. Okay, probably. Yeah. Now, now we we didn't want to talk too much in the game, or you know what the Raptors need to do, but I think we want to talk about the one star of the game, and that was for the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a DeRozan, but it wasn't Demar. <laughs> it, wasn't it was DeMar. it was Dr. His ten year old daughter, nine year old daughter. Um, yeah, so, okay, so, uh, just to set the scene, we, our, our seats, Larry, you've, you've, you've been, yep. you've, you've been to our seats, we've been to a Excellent game together. Excellent seats. Excellent yeah, seats. They're, they're good seats, but they're right at the, uh, they're right at the front of the upper bowl. Um, so, you know, we're not down where, like, the, you know, with the, with the families of the players or anything like that. We're up in the upper bowl. But every time the Raptors took, <laughs> took a free throw, it sounded like there was like the call of a predatory bird very faintly that we could hear, but you could hear it through the entire uh, arena. And and every time it seemed that, that uh, and a couple of times the call was late and it seems like the Raptors would actually hit those free throws. But every time the call was on cue, they they would miss. Where Steve and I were like, "Who is that? Who's who's really like? Who's the <laughs> Bulls fan in the in the stadium? Who's really giving it to him?" And turns out it was Demar Derozan's daughter, Demar Derozan's daughter, who would have who would have like been. I don't know if she was born in Toronto, but definitely would have been. You know, would have remembered sort of her dad being playing there. in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so as a new parent. Curtis, if would if that was your daughter, would you tell her to stop or just let her go? I'd just let her go. I think so too. I I heard a lot on kind of radio today. People bring it up. Oh, I would have quieted her down or told her to, to be quiet. I'm like, no, that's her dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, playing and and she wants she wants daddy to win and she she knows the game. She knows how to do it. The, the, the whole – I mean there's a whole culture in the NBA of making noise when the opposing team is making a free throw. Now, mostly, you know, it's the home crowd making noise against the visiting team. Yeah. But, but you know, making – you know, this was like a fan of the visiting team who was, who was applying the same principle – when I was a fan of the visiting team, actually, like a family member of this big star on the visiting team, <laughs> and so yeah, I don't know. I, I that is so that is the softest. That is the softest. Uh, like Toronto fans are soft in yeah. every sport, soft and annoying, and that is, <laughs> and I say it as one of them. And yeah. that is the the that is peak Toronto softness. Is that like you're blaming a nine year old girl? <laughs> For, for cheering on her dad. <laughs> for cheering on her dad and your team, like, just not stepping up to the occasion. <laughs> no thanks. But but you're, I, I did hear the, the footage. Like, she was, like, she's got some lungs on her. Yeah, like I said, we could hear her perfectly from, like, across, <laughs> not only up, uh, not only up, up a tier, but across the <laughs> arena. <laughs> She was nowhere near us, and we could hear her perfectly. So it sounded so the, faint to us, but we could hear her. So, so the question is: um, Are the Bulls going to make sure she shows up to Friday's game against Miami? I would. I think so. I'd be like pulling oh, her out of yeah. school. Go, do you have school? We don't care. Yeah. Hell you know, yeah! I would. I definitely get, would do get, that. Get her seats right underneath the basket. 
Which yeah. I think that's where she was, right? I think I think that she was like almost like next to Superfan. Yeah, yeah. So like the the complete opposite end of the arena from yeah. me. Like it couldn't be farther away. And uh, and yeah, I could hear I could hear. Like, I was impressed. I was give very her, impressed. Give, give, give her the supermax contract right now. Yeah, yeah. She was she was uh, full value. She was full value for that win. Yeah, huge defensive effort from uh, Dr. DeRozan. I thought I think I think it's great. I don't know how you could ever be mad at a kid for enjoying themselves at a basketball game. Oh, no debate for me. I you know I'm disappointed on the on on the loss and yeah. the, the end of the season, but it's just a hilarious story to come out. <laughs> That's all. It's 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 the it's the best. It's so the way that for a rap for the Raptors to lose a must win game. <laughs> just, just, just by like you know the the the, the crying the crying condor sounds yeah, yeah. Of, of a of a of a ten year old yeah and the fact that it was Demar Demar Derozan the guy who got the guy who wanted to be here for his entire career and then got like you know traded got punted out of town like yesterday's news when uh, yeah. when when Kawhi Leonard became available like it's just perfect it's yeah, just. What? Yeah, because you, I, I, there was always the story that he did not want to leave. Like this, this was his town, um, and and wasn't there like some kind of weird story where he said he got the call and he was like crying in his car in a burger joint, like an In and Out Burger, or wherever he was. Yeah, and he got the call from Masai. Yeah, like really, at like some on ungodly hour as well. <laughs> yeah, like so maybe 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 there's poetic justice here. Yeah, on the basketball front. Um, I saw the movie uh, Air. I don't think it's just called Air, but uh, it's the Nike the story of the Nike story with <clears throat> of uh, Nike signing Michael Jordan. Right. Uh, spoiler alert: They do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's um. So it's the story of basically the. Of Nike executives trying to court uh, Michael Jordan. Now they did a really good job. They, the actor they got to play Michael, you only see from the back of their heads. And anytime they show footage of Michael, it would be like actual footage. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and Viola and, and Dave, Viola Davis plays the mom, and there's right. it. It's mostly Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, mom, uh, Viola Davis. And uh, Justin Bateman, as Nike's trying, you know, to cram together, you know, a package to sell to Michael. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I recommend it. Good. Um, but there was one thing jarring about the movie, Curtis. And that was the soundtrack. It was, of course, you know, the movie's in the mid-80s. But I hate it when movies go overboard and they're throwing in 80s music just to get the reaction of, oh, remember that song? Or, hey, how how crazy was this song? Or, oh, it was so jarring. Because yeah. it, it's it's not like, oh, this is what Michael was listening to. Because there's no way Michael's listening to this music. Um, and it, it, it was just, and it also was used to transition from scene to scene. So where you would think, oh, maybe Matt Damon's listening to the song in his car. He'd stop his car, park his car at Nike headquarters, get out of his car, the song's still playing. So it's like, oh, God. 
Yeah, like you see this kind of thing used sometimes when when the music is kind of like part of the story. Like, uh, did you ever see Baby Driver? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that got, one, like one, like not, not one shot, but there was something interesting about the, the way they did the movie, right? Well, that was, it was uh, Edgar Wright. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it was, I, well, it's got like a really good soundtrack and it's pervasive, right? But it's also like, that's his thing, right? Like he's listening to this. He's always listening to music as he's like doing all these, uh, all, all this crazy getaway driving and stuff. So it's kind of his, you know, it's tied to his character. Mm. Um, whereas like if they were just playing those songs sort of out of, out of that outside of that context, I think is kind of what you're saying happens in this movie where it's just sort of, it's just sort of like, let's, let's, you know, Hey, let's ask Matt Damon what's on his 80s Spotify playlist, and then we'll just play those songs. Or or it's overly cliche. Yeah. So while he's – Matt Damon's driving in North Carolina, and they're just doing these wide-angle shots of North Carolina and how beautiful the landscape out, they play in a big country by big country. Right. And I feel like I want to puke. Sorry. (laughs) Or they are demonstrating how at the time Adidas was the top dog when it came to athletic gear, even street gear, right? And they played Run DMC's My Adidas. Right. So a little on the nose, a little too on the nose. Well, uh, not not subtle, (laughs) correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not subtle at all. How's how that? And and I don't think it adds to the scene or adds to the story either. That's the part that kind of I guess bothered me even more so. Any case, basketball story. It's good. It's quirky. Again, you're also like laughing at the clothes. Man, the '80s right. were a bad time for a fashion. Just bad. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Um, did you, oh, what was that movie? Uh, oh, the Wedding Singer. Um, yep, yep. I, it so, takes place in the eighties and it's the same sort of thing with the clothes. And, and then that was done in a, in a comedy movie, but that it, it suffers from the same thing. Adam Sandler decided, Oh, remember how weird this song was? Let's put it in. Or how about yeah. this song? Let's just slide it in. <laughs> you know, he, he is singing them though. That is the, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's, that's the key. The, that's the, that's the catch. Yeah. There was one scene, I saw that in the theater, and there's one scene where this guy shows up and he's just wearing like acid wash, acid wash jeans. He might have even been like an acid wash Canadian tuxedo. And the the move the the theater, more than any joke, more than anything Adam Sandler did, just lost it. Everybody was laughing (laughs) so hard. Oh boy. Um, thinking thinking people actually used to wear that. It's who not only Matt Damon's character, but it's um Ben Affleck's character, who is like Phil I forgot his last name. He was the CEO and founder of Nike. And he's kind of like the granola eating org organ, you know, meditative dude, and he's always kind of barefoot. Like that's what he's right. kind of, but he's always wearing these he's also wearing these weird bizarre outfits the odd time. Sure, you know it was it was the sign of the times. Whatever. Yeah. 
Now, at the top of this, I was saying, you know, I accidentally spoiled the movie, though I didn't, because that's really not the whole point of the story. We know Jordan signed. Did you know, to this day, in passive income, just from the Jordan brand, because it's not like Michael's doing commercials for them. Right. Right. What is Michael doing for the Jordan brand right now, other than existing? Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) So it's passive income for him. He makes about $400 million a year just on the Jordan brand. Wow. Because just, just basically so they can keep using that logo, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> because, and no, and his name. And his name, right? yeah. yeah. Like that was the whole thing. That was like one of the, the, the biggest deals back then was no athlete requested like a piece of like a revenue share for everything that they sold. Mm. Right, and that, that that was part of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Viola Davis insists on it, and you know they 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 go, oh sure, let's do it. You're like, how many shoes can they possibly sell? And that was the joke, right? That was yeah. the, the ending movie joke, haha. But man, four hundred <laughs> four hundred million dollars just to, yeah, just you know, he's not even like approving. It's not like he's showing up to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know like he's he's just like oh yeah you guys are comp- pumping more stuff with my name on it okay sure keep going i'm yeah. i'm selling soccer stuff in paris sure go ahead yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's it's nice work if you can get it accidentally but i didn't really spoil the movie but curtis i have a question for you because it kind of came up to me when i was thinking about some other stuff the other day about how youtubers and a lot of these social media influencers in entertainment their big thing now is trying to be first to the punch after a movie comes out or a TV show comes out. So as the old guys in the room, I'm posing the question, when is it most appropriate time for spoilers for TV and movies? Like where's that um, statue of limitation that can be lifted where it's okay? It's an excellent question. I know it, it, there are times I remember one time uh, our friend, our friend Aaron uh, was talking about the sixth sense and he and he spoiled the the ending um spoiler alert turn turn it off if you don't don't uh know well it's been years sad, now sad, Curtis, so sad, Bruce, <laughs> sad Bruce Wilson. well this is the thing this is the thing. Okay. i was i was mad at him like not mad but like i was like oh come on man because i was i i had just borrowed it from my friend to watch it so I was mad at him, and like normally it'd be justified, but it was I think four years after the movie had come out. So okay. I think in that situation, he, he he should at that point expect people to know the the uh, Shamlin twist of that uh, of that movie by then, and I didn't, and I have nobody to blame but myself for taking so long to watch it. But but I so like. I think, though, that, yeah, you're right. People are, are, you can't go on social media for, like, you know, Game of Thrones, like any big series, any big movie without, like, the potential for it to be, to be, it to be spoiled in some smart ass meme or something, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, I would say, like, within, definitely within a year. A year. And, yeah, for okay. like for like posting stuff for like for for it to become memeified, like I'd I'd give it a year. For talking around the office and stuff, like I think it could be a lot sooner. But I think it's always good etiquette to um, make sure 
Especially if you know that if you, if there if if there's a coworker around that you know is into that kind of movie and maybe hasn't seen it yet, you know, just sort of like you be aware. And if and and I've seen this happen at work before. If somebody says, "Please don't talk about this anymore," because I'm going to watch it tomorrow, don't spoil it, then honor that person's wishes. And I've seen some people not bother doing that. And then the person has to like actively leave. It's a, leave their workstation. It's it's the episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Marge go on the movie date, and he comes walking out of the theater. Oh, who would have known that Darth <laughs> Vader is Luke Skywalker's father? Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, right in front of the line of the people waiting for the next showing. Yeah, thanks a lot, you jerk. See, yeah, that, that, see that would that would be bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just kind of thought about it, and I thought, geez, like people are making like a living, or I don't know if these people are making enough impressions that they are monetizing. You know, oh, let me talk about this spoiler from Mandalorian, or or anything like that. I, I don't really get the culture. I guess it's is it first. Remember when bulletin boards and and forums were very popular, mm-hmm. and people would do this stupid childish thing would be like, oh, first post. They're not even talking about the topic. Yeah, yeah. You know, first, first, just first. Yeah. Is that yeah. they, they don't even they don't even put first post anymore. It's just yeah. f- first yeah. or just f yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Or one, just go one. <laughs> yeah. The best is when is the best is when somebody thought they were first, but like there would actually be like three posts discussing the topic, <laughs> and then four posts. I would be first. <laughs> is it is it from that culture? Do you think you think you think that's where the, it got uh, seated? Yeah, I think so. I think there's some there's some definite crossover uh, there. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know like why people because like yeah, there's I don't know why people feel they need to be the first to comment on anything, and I also don't know why uh, people feel the need to actively like these these aren't people who will put like spoil alert in there posts or anything. There are people that who are actively trying to ruin the movie for you. Oh yeah, oh oh god yeah. You know, and 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 they're expecting you that that you'll see it because you're scrolling through social yeah. media or whatever. And yeah, yeah. So Curtis, I'll I'll reverse that. And if you were jo- you were the the jerk, mm-hmm. you know, not that you are or you're not. <laughs> what what movie do you think would be one if you can turn back time and be a jerk? Which what movie do you think you'd like to spoil for everyone. You don't have to tell the spoiler itself, but just, you know, maybe you can dance around it. Maybe not Sixth Sense. Maybe not... Well, unless unless you feel like that would be a good one. Like six, if you six did Sense the would be... Yeah, Sixth Sense would be a very good one. Yeah, you just yeah. come out of the movie theater and... Oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis's character is dead! <laughs> um, uh, I, think for, I think for me, again, this is the same... Because we're we're the same generation, and oh, I think that this this movie also came out in or around the same time period. I would say, well, actually, no, it, it came out way before. No, I'm thinking, think of it. Uh, the identity of Kaiser Soze and unusual unusual uh, suspects. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yes, like just just coming out of the theater and you know either yeah. stand by the movie poster and point. <laughs> yeah, it's not Gabriel Byrne. It's not uh, a game real burn. <laughs> um, uh, the one that I would like to spoil, and but I don't think it'd be being a jerk, would be uh, the Blair Witch Project. I'd come out and I'd be like, "Spoiler alert! It sucks. <laughs> don't waste your time." 
It's it's just a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the in oh, the in, in the in the woods smoking. Yeah, yeah. And then running, Smoke. and then running with a camera in their head, and then at the very end, one of them standing in a corner, and it's supposed to signify something. It's garbage. <laughs> I like that one. That one's good. That's you know, spoiler. You're gonna hate it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would do. I, I, that's what I would do. I would go back in time. I wouldn't go back in time and try to spoil good movies for people, but I would go back in time and I would spoil movies for people who are going in to see a piece of garbage, and then I'd mm-hmm. spoil it for them, and then and then they could go and like I don't know, go to Baskin Robbins or something and have a much better time. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. What what would I? spoil as a steaming pile though that i that i feel really bad for going actually going to see the steaming pile and then admitting it but you 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 have to think of yourself as a defender of pop culture <laughs> like you have to think <laughs> okay. of yourself yeah you, you're you have to think of yourself as like a tank you're a tank right like yes. you're taking the aggro <laughs> and sheltering other people from it exactly yeah Ab- absorbing i'm just i'm just yeah. the, i'm just the meat sponge or the yeah the, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like a bullet sponge or a meat sponge. You're just absorbing like the bad pop culture so that other people don't have to. I think mine, I, but unlike Blair Witch, where the, when there was there was some kind of like a weird mystique to it, like people were interested in with people. I don't think people were interested in this, but the Street Fighter movie, <laughs> <laughs> the one with the. With 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 Raul Julia, like yeah. Raul Julia's last role, yeah, as, 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 as Bison, <laughs> and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme as uh, <laughs> as Guile, yeah, and right. and Ming Na Ming Na Wen as uh, Chung Lee. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, huh. <laughs> I knew about. She, I, I knew I knew who I knew Guile. I, I've seen it, but like you know, yeah. So. I, I guess I would just stand there with the video game, like maybe maybe watching the vi- waiting for the video game fanboys to walk by, and just I just tell them go back to the arcade. Yeah, it's like Ryu and Ken are like barely in it, right? Or they're not in it much. They're side characters. Yeah, it's like it's like whoa because they want to make the American the the star, right? So they're just like well the the the. French speaking, not French. He's uh, he's, he's Belgian. Belgian. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's Belgian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they could. It's like, well, we need to make the American uh, the star. Should we cast an American actor? No, no, no. Why would we do that? Yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme is hot right now. He just did Bloodsport. Let's get him. Uh, I don't think there's another movie that I think I'd spoil for being a hot steaming pile that, or maybe I'm just blocking it out of my memory because I, I feel bad for actually going to seeing it. What was that one Paul Anderson movie? Was it Paul Anderson? Um, the one that uh, Tom Cruise is in. Magnolia. Yeah. We saw that together. We saw that with a bunch of people. And didn't we all come out going, Huh? <laughs> well, I, I I did. I, I I came out. I was okay, mad. So, I was okay, angry. So there now, now you bring back the good memory. Okay, yes, because you're right. We all went, and I just remember like this this lull of silence. <laughs> like it wasn't like anyone standing up clapping. It was just like what? Because there was also that that ending, 
right? Oh, the frogs, the raining frogs. Yeah, yeah, I know. And yeah, the that- Amy and the Amy Man soundtrack. Yeah, the Amy Man soundtrack, which was great, which was fantastic. I, I, I'm not unlike unlike Air. <laughs> the Amy Man soundtrack was good, but yeah. But 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 it was it was it was good. Like those songs are all good, but but it was also annoying because it should have been in a better movie. <laughs> so so what you're doing is standing outside of the theater saying the movies the movies messed up and the soundtrack deserves a better home. I would say it's three goddamn hours long or whatever it was. <laughs> I drove. I wasn't living in Toronto at the time, and you guys all were. I drove from Georgetown to go see it, and it didn't start until nine forty-five. I didn't get back to Georgetown until like one in the morning, having just seen that. <laughs> it turned me off of that guy's movies, and he's done some good ones. I've, I've, I've kind of you know Paul Thomas, same, Paul Thomas Anderson, right? Yeah, he's the same guy as There Will Be Blood, right? And Boogie Nights, and yeah, like, he's, Boogie he's, Nights, uh, yeah. yeah. What was that really good one? It that was decent. It was the Adam Sandler one. Uh, Punch Drunk Love. I don't yeah, know. Was it, was, yeah, was that was, was that the one? Yeah. I think that might have been him. Yeah. But, but Magnolia was just kind of weird, right? If, if I if I can remember, because it was just it was just the series. Of, was it three very tragic characters, right? And just these. Remember that was that there was that like old guy dying in the hospital. I think it was the was father. Like, it yeah, was the father, right? Yeah, and and I think Julianne Moore's character was always going to confront him, and he just like he just like basically had this like I I and I'm I'm not being hyperbolic. Like, I think it was about a 15 minute soliloquy of regret. Like he just basically regretted his life in a 15 minute soliloquy, and it just went on and on. Okay, and, so let's 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 get this. So I was yeah. So it is a Paul Paul Thomas Anderson vehicle. He wrote it. Uh, Julian. Well, basically, it's the Paul Anderson uh, players, right? So, Julianne Moore's in it. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. Um, yeah, was he like the quiz guy? Oh, he wasn't. No, he was the child genius, right? Yeah. Well, Wait, yeah, the, the, right. Like on some quiz show or something, or I can't remember. He, yeah, and then and then he, um. He flopped, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, Tom Tom Cruise was like that weird sort of uh, misogynist motivational speaker guy. Yeah, it's oh yeah, that's right. There you go. It's 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 it also takes place in a very it's it's like very sh- takes place in a very short period of time. Like you're watching a three hour movie um, in twenty four hours of these horrible people. Yeah, yeah, and then it rains frogs. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah! Spoiler she, alert! Spoiler alert! It rains frogs, <laughs> and I don't understand why exactly. Because, but you know, it's one of those things where people either hate it or people will call it brilliant. Like I think some of the people we went with liked it like a lot. I, I remember, I remember, like I was, I was stunned. You were talking about the 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 action figure line, like the toy line. You were trying to figure out like what the marketing angle would be for like Magnolia. <laughs> okay, so Curtis, it was three hours and eight minutes in 1999. Yeah, that's like, I mean, I understand that Marvel has made the concept of time irrelevant, but back then, <laughs> like that was a lot. That was that was a big ask. Like that was a big part of like a big big ask. Yeah. 
So there you go. Maybe maybe that would have been if we could turn back time. We just stand in front of Magnolia. Yeah. Maybe the was it the, maybe the the Uptown Theater. Yeah, so I would just stand out there and I'd be like, dude, three hours. I'd be like, you know, <laughs> you three hours. To, you go to Moose Winooski's is right around the corner. <laughs> go, go, go there for a couple of pictures of Carlsberg. You'll have a better time. There you go. There you go. All right. Why don't we? Go on to a new segment, Curtis. I'm going to see if I can find, you know, because I always like talking about history. We, we've done a few historical segments on the show before. This one, I haven't got a name for it because I never do for any of our new segments, but I call it the, the not so famous historical characters. Our first one is an interesting one. So, Curtis, if you think you're you're in a dead end job and you're not going anywhere, look, this guy, this you should shoot for a position like this guy. This is Roland the Farter. He earned a 30 in, – in the 12th century England, earned a 30-acre estate from King Henry II for basically being his court jester who was basically a medieval flatulist, if you will. Yes. He, uh, his, his claim to fame apparently was at the Christmas uh, – the royal Christmas pageant every year. He would he would perform a dance that ended with simultaneously a jump, whistle, and fart. They had to be performed simultaneously. And yeah, it, uh, was it the punchline for "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" or something like that? Maybe I think, something. yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Good King Went Wenceslas punchline and stuff. And yeah, and and you know, like King Henry the Second, you know. He he appreciated he appreciated the the you know a little levity in his life I guess <laughs> gave this guy like a, like an estate I, I was thinking like it's like like if you want to like fast forward a few years and put it in like the Austin Jane Austen verse yeah like I'd say his estate was like Pemberley esque <laughs> and, and and all the guy did was just you know once in yeah. a while flagellant. Yeah, he he arguably did on more. Command. He arguably did more than Mister Darcy, because I don't know if Mister Darcy <laughs> did much except like stare broodingly out of windows. Well, that that's after he moved in. So maybe who knows? Maybe yeah. Roland was doing that after he moved in and realized what did I do with my life? But how's that? You know, twelfth century England. Yeah, thirty acres, Curtis. Thirty yeah. acres. Yeah. I mean, people just you know. Fart jokes are timeless. This is what we've learned today. <laughs> like, oh yeah, dick and fart jokes. Yeah, always, always pays off. In yep. you know, it start. But I don't, I don't know. Are they, are they paying in um, thirty acres of land? Is uh, is Adam Sign? Oh, actually, Adam Sign oh, is very. I think Larry. The, I think I think Larry the Cable Guy does very well for himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's <yeah>. essentially, <laughs> he's essentially that right. Like that's basically his. <laughs> You know, like a, a, a racist version of yeah. Roland the Farter. So, That's basically what he is. Yeah. So maybe the moral of the story is stick with the dick and fart jokes, boys and girls, and you'll go far. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's our, our problem, Curtis. I think we need to do more dick and fart jokes on the podcast. I, I'm up for it. <laughs> Just let me know, Larry. And like, like, if you want to introduce a segment, then let me know and I will eat some chili uh, before... And some cauliflower. Is it cauliflower? Cauliflower, yeah. You know, pretty gassy stuff. So 
maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe brew a pot of coffee <laughs> or get, uh, get going you know maybe maybe some slightly expired dairy products <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, yeah slightly, <laughs> slightly expired. Not enough, not, not enough to send you to the hospital, but enough oh, to enough, give you no, 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 enough, enough to give you enough to give you minor GI issues. Exactly. Oh, well, you know, we do have some dig and fart jokes. We're we're segueing into the asshole. That's right. That's yeah, right. Hey, see, okay, Curtis. So we haven't done one in a while, so I, I feel like uh, we're out of practice, but. Am I the asshole for banning my sister from my house because of her job? So her sis, his, this guy's sister, Trish, 35, is a sex worker. She makes a six-figure at her day job, and then at night she does her other job, which is, you know, escort, paid escort. So f- first off, before I even get into judgment here, Curtis – Who's got the energy to have a six-figure job and then like – or are, are you that greedy that you have a six-figure job? I think she's single, no kids, so no dependents, six-figure job, yet you still want to do this other side gig. Yeah, maybe she's a professional farter. <laughs> yeah, who knows, a lot of free who knows, time. Who knows what these men are paying for her to do, yeah. right? It's not being explicit, but you got a good point there. Okay. No, I'm thinking for her day job. Oh. Yeah. Touche. And that's where she makes the six figures. Well, yeah. maybe Yeah. No, no, no. The, the day job is definitely the six-figure job. But oh, yeah. she probably does okay the other one too. But so let's see. So here's the thing. Apparently, um, her customers are mostly married men. Well, what a surprise. And when <laughs> she comes back, she boasts about how – Quote, those poor sods, they think their husbands are so trustworthy, but instead of their business trips, they're on, they're having fun with me, end quote, and other disrespectful things. She basically talks about it a lot, especially with my immediate family. We're all uncomfortable about it, but she won't take the very obvious, subtle, obvious hints to stop talking about it. So... The person writing the article recently adopted a boy and a girl, and they're just uncomfortable with her talking about it all the time. So she basically just said, please don't. And then I think she broke the rule. And long story short, she's now banned from the house or banned from the home. Apparently, a few days later, the extended family and her friends have been calling and saying that this guy's the asshole and now – uh, he might be thinking that he overreacted and is asking the Reddit community whether or not the guy's the asshole. He's asshole or not. I'll give it. I'll, I'll punt it to you, Curtis, or I'll. I'll well, first of all, pass I'd, gas to you. <laughs> first, of, first of all, I'd like to know. I'd, I'd like to know what the the, the hints like. I'd like, to, I'd like more details on the on what what constitutes a hint to stop talking about. And, and it's it's not just it's it's the it's the quotes behind be for yeah. hints yeah yeah that's the, right <laughs> and 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 the, the the very very obvious yeah hints yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like what would that be it's like I'd, I'd I'd like to I'd like to know like. Maybe maybe, maybe she's maybe she's past. You know how you know how when you're you're right now with uh, with Arthur, you're passing your phone around to say, "Oh, look how cute Arthur! Look, he did this today. He did this last week." Yeah. Maybe she's yeah. passing her phone around and showing other dudes junk. Yeah, and then yeah, check out check out this guy's junk that I that I that, I, that he paid. <laughs> you know, paid me the other night. 
yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to be a fly on the wall for one of their family conversations the, 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 uh, these days. But uh, as to whether or not this person is the asshole, I would say no. I would say, um, you know, because... They, because they're well. First of all, he's there's there's kids involved now, right? Like there's you know he's uh, that him and his wife are, are adopting a boy and a girl, and uh, don't think that this is uh, the kind of thing that they want to hear. They maybe they don't want to uh, hear sex work being you know glorified as a career option. Um, so. I think that's totally understandable. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like they, they've left several hints for her <laughs> to, to stop talking about it all the time. And she hasn't taken them. So, yeah. You know. I, yeah, the, the article, the way he wrote it, doesn't sound like they're opposed to her being a sex worker. I don't think that's the, the right. that's in question. Right. I think it's just I think it's just the boasting that, that they have issues with. And, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, uh, you don't hear me when I, when I, when, when you and I chat, I, I don't tell you about people at my work or people that I'm working with and what a bunch of jerks they are or like, or, or that, right? Like I'm not, I'm not kind of embarrassing other people that I work with or work against or whatever. So, I think I think you're right. I, I, it's it's uh, she she crossed the line, and there's also there's also some con, uh, some you know just some class to it, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. be classy. Don't be yeah. school in the summertime. Yeah, you know you you can be you can if you like the sex work and you get paid well and you like doing it as well. Hey, all power to you, but. I don't know why anyone would want to boast about it as well. Like, oh, or just say, yeah, I do it. You know, yeah, I and don't. If, and, I, if pe- and if people are curious and say, so what's the weirdest dude that's ever, you know, for sure, for sure, hired yeah. you? Yeah. And, and yeah, and to your point, like, um, yeah, like that she shouldn't be ashamed if that's, uh, you know, what, what she wants to do and, and uh, enjoys doing it, then that's totally fine but yeah i think it's um yeah i think it comes down to i think he i think i think basically the 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 poster doesn't like it it's trying to set an example for these two kids and doesn't think she's setting a good example not necessarily because she's a sex worker but because of her her sort of attitude so okay you know. here's here's a i'll i'll flip it here and and see if it still applies or still holds. Let's say instead of her day job is whatever day job, six-figure day job. Let's say her side gig is an accountant and she's bragging about how she helps her clients financially screw other people. Would it be mm-hmm. just as bad? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. all about, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like she just constantly bragging, right? You know, yeah, sure. and 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 like bragging, bragging, but then also um, at at the expense of other people, like acting at the expense of other people. 
Yeah. Well, Trish. <laughs> Stick with the six-figure job. I, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm more curious at what the, the six-figure job is uh, in, in addition to the obvious hints. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the here here here's here's our obvious hints. The headlines: A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. All right, Curtis, you know you, our buddy Elon. I swear, someone's gonna have to like out this guy is not the smartest guy. <laughs> well, have you ever seen the glass or onion? Some- oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice nice magnolia tie-in. <laughs> Right, uh, Ed Norton's Jr. is basically oh, like he's yeah. pretending to be Tom Cruise's character, right? Or, or at least when they do the flashback, right? They do the yes. flashback in the bar. He's yeah. like dressed like him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> with the same was it? Was he had a, a obnoxious ponytail? Or, I think he did. Or, yeah, I think he did. And yeah. the vest, the vest without the shirt or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Any case. Elon Musk painted over W in Twitter's name at its San Francisco HQ. Yeah, so so that it says Titter. Yes, and and people people look up to this guy, Curtis. Wow, he's playing four D chess, Larry. Oh, is that what is that what it is? So basically, I, I think so. Yeah, but now the, I think the true story. It looks like Elon's trying to mess with the landlord, but also Elon hasn't been paying rent. So I don't know, like it's it's just he's just jerky all around. So our landlord at S San Francisco HQ says we're legally required to keep a sign as Twitter and cannot remove W. So we painted the background color. Problem solved. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know why <laughs> he's he's expending so much energy. Um, sort of sort of playing the court jester for like the worst people in the world. <laughs> like I just don't understand why he's doing this. Like take 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 a take a page out of Roland. You know, he's 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 not doing it just for the plebes, right? No, that no, that's definitely an art uh definitely an art to what Roland does. Yeah. Well I mean, you know, a a, a jump whistle and fart simultaneously. I don't think Elon Musk is up for that. Well, he's also doing some other weird crap. Uh, apparently, during that we- same week, um, w- wouldn't this be fun? Like, uh, maybe he did it. Maybe he has access to do it. But could you imagine him ordering a, tw- a Twitter employee that works on the platform to do this? Which is they remove from the interface. The Twitter bird logo, so the very famous Twitter bird logo, and replaced it with a Shiba Inu, which is you know the the Japanese dog. That's also the the mascot for the Doge, right? Right. Yeah, the Doge coin. Yeah. So, following this change, the meme cryptocurrency that Musk supports. Remember, meme cryptocurrency. (laughs) It's not even like. It soared by twenty percent, Curtis. Twenty percent return. I know. Just because. I know. I hate the world sometimes. And Musk did not immediately respond to insiders' requests for comment. I guess he's. I don't know. I guess Twitter is going to limp along as 
as a uh, you know third rate social media <laughs> platform. But I, I, Elon's a busy dude, right? He's he's got everything. He's got a whole bunch of things. Why, like, to put effort into Twitter? You know what I mean? Like day to day. I think I think like I don't know. It seems like he just really wants to be hilarious and is incapable of doing so. So he's so he's invested billions in in, in basic, Please laugh at me. Please yeah, laugh at yeah, me. Yeah. We're laughing at you, Elon. Yeah. We're laughing at you. I was gonna say, but man, does he have his fans? Like he have like there's there's some people who think like everything he does, including painting over the W on the Twitter sign, it's like some yep. some some work of understated genius. Well, Magnolia. <laughs> the next headline. Oh, you'll love this, Curtis, because one day when I'm a little older, I want I want to be as obnoxious as this guy. A 69-year-old man asks to be declared 49, claiming age is as fluid as gender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So this guy, you know, he just wants to self-identify as a 49-year-old when he's really almost 70. This is what I don't understand. He's talking in this article like being in his 40s would make his life better. And now he but he's declaring himself 49. So you're barely in your 40s. Like, like why why are you why why are you shooting yeah, so so, so you're going to have to keep doing this every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, just you're just going So what you're saying is why doesn't he just say I'm 25 or 40 if he wants to be in his 40s? <laughs> What does he just say for? If it's as fluid as he says, if age is as fluid as he says, why can't he just be 40? Or, uh, to your point, if age is as fluid as he says, why can't he be 21? So here's a question for you, Curtis. He's 69 now. If he declares himself 49, um, seniors discount. Apply or don't apply? Doesn't apply. Yeah, I would agree. It doesn't apply. No, you can't have both. You can't have both. (laughs) No, totally. So... The truth comes out because I once I saw the headline, I went, oh, this guy's just a dirty old man, isn't he? Being in his 40s would make his life much better, he explained. For one, notice for one and also probably the main and only reason, it would boost his dating prospects. If you're 69 on Tinder, you're outdated. Now, I've never used a dating app. Now, Tinder is the casual sex one, right? Like that is the swipe left, swipe right. I believe you so. You and I were ch- yeah, I'm, I'm not. Sure. I'm not. I'm not into. But I. I. It's not like. Uh, what's that other, more on like honest one like plenty of fish. Is plenty that, of is fish that? is that the one with the algorithm that does the big algorithm and stuff like that. You, that that you basically to tries like to pair questionnaire. Beforehand. Yeah, and it paired, yeah, yeah. But but it's it's there's those are people looking for like a relationship. Right. Right. This so, guy's okay. just looking for a wild time. Well, if he's on Tinder, sixty nine. Yeah. So. He also has seven children and is now without a partner. His friends urge him to modify his age on his dating apps, but he doesn't want to lie. If you lie, you have to remember everything you say. Sounds so, like someone who sounds like someone who's lied before. So does this guy does this guy roll with a crew of old pervs on, who lie about their age on Tinder? His friends all say you should just falsify your age. Oh, you'll love this. 
It would also help him land more projects at work. At 69, I think I'm done, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, potential clients ask him if he can speak the language of young people. When he tells them his age, he assures them that he's well-versed in the ways of the youth. 49, the youth now, Curtis. <laughs> We're referred to as the youth or the, 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 the threshold of the youth. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I, like, well, what is what is his what is his business? Um, he, I think he's like some type of uh, the trainer and life coach and baker and political provocateur provo- in past lives. So basically, he's uh, unemployed. He says he said he says his desire to remake himself is distinctly American. And he ah. and he and he cites Tony Robbins as an inspiration. Oh, you'll love this. He drew comparisons to the forces elevating President Trump, arguing that people don't want to be told how to live or what to believe, and therefore appreciate the president has cut himself loose from the standards of, of decorum and govern past presidents. Decorum, I think, is always important, Curtis. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's not just presidents who liked it. This is the thing about uh, Trump, and I've seen this people say say a similar thing to that about him. It's like, oh, he's great because he's, you know, he's not a politician. He's he's you know a straight. He's not a straight shooter. He lies all the time. But they yeah. say like, oh, he's just like oh, he's just like he's he's what you get or whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, in any other business, he would be fired because. Yeah, it's you don't do that. Yeah, you know, decorum decorum isn't you're not forced to act with decorum, but people just do because they because they recognize that it's, you know, it's it's how it's how people generally act. And if you're in business and you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with people, like decorum goes a long way. I don't understand this. So, wow, he's like such a freaky unpredictable asshole that's amazing <laughs> that's totally what i want my president it's like all these people like would you want your kid acting like that like i'd like to i'd like to i'd like to ask if any of these guys who love donald trump would like to raise donald trump like would you like to raise that guy <laughs> could you imagine just having to deal with that guy as a teenager like you would never that's that's a lot. That's a lot of booze, Curtis. <laughs> that's a, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Well, either either way, I don't know. Maybe I, I yeah. I think this guy's not shooting high enough. Being at that age, maybe declare yourself a minor, like at sixteen, then enter some kind of contest that only someone of his age would do very well in. It's like it's like uh, us. It's like it's like a uh, an Olympic athlete declaring themselves uh, twelve years old and then entering. It's like Penny uh, Penny Alexiak saying that she's going to declare herself twelve years old and then going into a swim meet with other twelve year olds. Yeah, yeah. Well, age is fluid, Larry. So well, you can do that. You can do that, or you should be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, and our final story. Man, we've never had Arnold on our stories before. But hey, Arnold's in the news. And I'm talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Schwarzenegger terminates huge pothole that wasn't actually a pothole. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Arnold got <laughs> fed up with this massive pothole, quote unquote, uh, in his Los Angeles neighborhood. Uh, so he decided to take matters in his own hands and he filled it with asphalt. Yeah. He got his Only crew. His crew. He got his Larry. crew. Team. No, his team. Yeah, it he called team. it his team. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, all these guys uh, out there. And, and, and as you pointed out, Larry, like Arnold is dressed way too good to be filling bottles. <laughs> He's got like really nice looking leather boots and he's got a leather jacket on. Yeah. Like it, 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 he looks like the guy who doesn't own bad clothes and then, oh, I have to go and do some yard work. He, he looks like, yeah, he, he kind of looks like the, the Terminator. If the Terminator got like a, like a, like a gift certificate to Nordstrom's. <laughs> well, apparently, so. The problem is, Curtis, the pothole wasn't actually a pothole, right? He ended up covering a, a service trench. Was it was it for was it for, for sewage for, or for gas? It was like a gas a gas line. Like there was a it was it was a service trench so that they could, I guess, upgrade or work on the the gas um, yeah. delivery system in the area. So they're gonna have to um, rip up all of Arnie's work to get back. Uh, uh, to get access back um, to the to the gas the gas lines, and uh, uh, listen to this, Larry. Uh, even if it was a true hole, pothole that got filled, the Los Angeles Department of Public Works say they will have they would have to redo it anyway because the street was made of concrete, not the asphalt <laughs> that Schwarzenegger <laughs> used. So he didn't do a lot of research when he. When he went out to do this act of public service, well, how does one how does one acquire asphalt? Like you and I can't just go to Home Depot and buy a bag of the stuff, right? Like it's yeah, he's got a bag of it there. I don't know where. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, I guess he can. Okay, well, he, yeah, so he's out there. He's got his Terminator glasses on, right? Yeah, he's got Terminator. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a very upscale Terminator. Like instead of sort of like that sort of like cyberpunk leather jacket that he wore in like the 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 first couple of movies, he's got like a like a like a real sort of soft, supple brown leather jacket. He's got very nice boots, nice brown boots. Um, yeah, he looks he he looks like a very a very um, gentrified Terminator. <laughs> And what are you doing? You're just terminating holes. Well, <laughs> mission accomplished, Arnold. Keep fighting the good fight. And that's the headlines for this uh, week. Ben. So, Curtis, I know you haven't really been playing too much of your console. You, as you were saying at the beginning of the show, you were like, oh, I'm just so far behind. And uh, I, too, also have been falling behind. I have been playing Resident Evil uh, 4, the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I, I would I would highly recommend it. And you know the famous uh, Australian arms dealer is still in the game. <laughs> who just miraculously just shows up in the most bizarre places, <laughs> but that's okay. Australians, that's okay because Australians do that. Well, it's it's you know it's like geez, you're hauling a lot of gear, and you know <laughs> you're you're in a really you're in a hot zone, like. I'm kind of glad you're here because the the zombies don't um, enter his domain. So somehow he's maybe I should buy that weapon from him, like his cloak. Maybe just people will just leave me alone. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be very concerned. 
about no. what's going on in the game. He's only concerned about selling you weapons. But uh, I think we were also talking about the forecast for games looks pretty good over the next few months. Um, there's Resident Evil. Um, in the next couple of weeks is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, so the continuing adventures of Cal Kestis. That first game was good. I really liked it. If I can, you just have to get past all the parkour, the Jedi parkour. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, hey, back to the world that uh, we're very familiar with, uh, Diablo Four. Yeah, Man, I, I haven't keep going. I haven't even really been. It hasn't been on my radar at all. I don't know what's uh, going on with it, but I'm uh, I'm excited because I love. I've loved every Diablo so far. Diablo and, and, two was like, you know, well, that was the pinnacle. They they knew they they had it with two, and then everything else is just oh, let's just subtly add more things on top of two. Yeah, <laughs> like how far we've advanced, and the game still looks like well, it's it's more detailed and th- more things on the screen and whatnot, but yeah. it's still that that same view. Yep, you know, you're you're hoarding gear you're building yeah. gear you're you got tech tree and you got some interesting classes. clicking all over the place you're wearing out your mouse <laughs> and uh yeah but apparently this one's pretty bloody apparently that's what i want to understand like when 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 creatures die they don't just kind of fall over like there's a lot of necromancer like explosions and all right all right yeah I'm pretty, so, pretty keen. I, I'm, 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 I'm down with it. I, I don't know if Diablo is actually in this game because it's supposed to be the, uh, I guess it's the Lord of Hatred this time around. Or is Diablo's tired of getting his ass kicked. Yeah, each and every, I don't know, how many times has it been? Has it been three times it's out of three, all the four games? It's been three times, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you'll have to fight the Mistress of Hate or Hatred or I don't know, how, how much more angry people can they can they dig up i don't know like didn't you kill wasn't like don't you kill like five of them in diablo 2 once you get through the expansion like like oh you go yeah you go through the brothers and sisters and yeah yeah you kill like five sort of evil deities yeah well this one apparently you haven't seen before okay (laughs) and she's angry she's angry curtis all right all right, I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm I'm up for that. Uh, there's also the new uh, Legend of Zelda's coming out pretty soon too. Tears of the Kingdom. So is that still building upon like the last few in terms of like the style? Yes, it's it's like, it's like going to be the same style as um, the uh, uh, the last one. I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. It was is it Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that it was the one. Yep. Uh, so it'll be that kind of style, um, hmm. which and I, I like. I liked it. I I don't know if it was my favorite Zelda game. Uh, a lot of people like loved, loved, loved it. Um, you know, I still kind of like the the classic like dungeon Zelda. Go to a dungeon, get the weapon you need to beat the boss <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I, you know, yeah. Well. But I still really liked it, and so we'll see what they do. It's ambitious, like like they're definitely going in a more ambitious direction. I I think I think you're right. I, I they they need to they need to stick with that winning formula and not try to 
be like Elden Ring meets Zelda. I think yeah. that, that would be a, a you know where they're 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 trying to grab that audience. I don't know if they'd be in. I don't I don't know if there's much crossover in that Venn chart of Zelda fans and Elden Ring type fans. Yeah, there was so, right? there was well you know it's funny that you say that because that's one thing that um, Breath of the Wild had sort of uh, was a little bit of um, that kind of like uh, hard souls like uh mechanics like uh you had um one stamina bar and that counted for swimming and climbing mountains and all that kind of stuff and if it got depleted then you just fall and die uh your weapons could break <laughs> like just stuff like that like it was still very forgiving compared to those games but they add sort of like those those elements of um of of uh I guess um or mortality of yeah, everything, right? <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I get you. No, I, I uh I jeez, I, I couldn't tell you when the last time I played it would have been one of the ones on uh Super Nintendo. <laughs> the last time I Oh, you never played like Ocarina of Time or uh No, I never wow. never 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 had those consoles. I uh, what, what would have been the big one with the GameCube because that was the last Nintendo uh, console I owned. Game GameCube had GameCube. I think had uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think this, so. Never. I don't know. This never. Never chimed to me. I'm. I may have to. Well, I guess I. I have a Switch, so maybe I will consider. The thing is, but there's the, too much going on. There's too much going on right now, Chris. I, I can't. I can't. I can't add more to the pile. Yeah. I already put on the shelf again. This is again. I've done. I've put this game on the shelf twice now. Is Death Stranding still haven't completed? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I keep seeing tweets from uh, um, Hideo Kojima, like ha- hanging out with Norman Reedus and L. Fanning, um, like like uh, touting the new the the new Death Stranding two that's in development. It's like I don't know if I if I can I go into it without having played the first one because I think that's what's going to be happening. <laughs> I I just I when I looked at the map of America and saw where I was I was just like oh my god I think I'm not like and then I think I like scanned a walkthrough like seeing what chapter am I on and what chapter is the end game and I realized oh my god I'm so far away still and yeah. I just kind of went no I the the, the the FedEx missions are getting easier but they're also getting longer where you know, it's the distance that you're traveling is. I don't know why people find this game fun, Curtis. Like it, you're mm-hmm. FedEx guy. Mm-hmm. FedEx guy for petty people in the post-apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> With some weird um, Japanese horror movie playing in the background. <laughs> it's 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 pretty bizarre. It's not like anything I've ever played before. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's good, but ah, uh, uh, see, that's you. You said it on the head, right? Just like Magnolia. <laughs> yeah, yep. Magnolia it's, was kind of a different movie, but uh, yeah. Also, but we could definitely say it's not good. It's 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 very pretentious. If you like pretentious, <laughs> if you like pretentious crap, 
and 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 a good cast with its talents wasted. And yes, go see Magnolia. Drop drop what drop what you're doing. Would, would, would that would that be your sandwich board when you're spoiling people in front of the Uptown Theater? Yeah, that, that, I buy. Three I, hours I, of pretentious pretentious attitudes coming your way. Yeah, I well that that would be definitely the the first thing that I hit home. So that it's three hours, three hours of like pretentious crap. <laughs> well, we better end this before we get like an hour and a half of pretentious crap. So thank you for listening. Ooh, you can touche. catch Curtis. Yeah, <laughs> you can last catch Curtis and I. Now, Curtis, you and I are taking a break because you actually, your studio is being taken apart or you have to vacate the studios for a little bit. So we're taking a uh, maybe a mid midterm break for the next few weeks, I think. Um yeah, and but otherwise, you can catch previous episodes of the Existentialist Cucumber on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere you can find your podcast. Please hit that subscribe button where you can. Give us a rating, you know, a big five star rating. And if you can leave a comment or on Spotify, you can actually leave us a question at the episode or a comment about the episode, and we will read it on the air one day. Curtis, any last words? Oh, uh, I think I've I think I've said it all. This was a pretty action-packed episode. <laughs> well, we try, right? We try. <laughs> you know. And 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 Arthur is doing well. He's doing great. He's doing he he he's been a bit fussy because um I was telling you earlier, like uh I this is the first time in his life he's been hot. Um, because we're having right. this unseasonably uh, warm weather, or warm is is putting it putting it uh, mildly. Um, yeah, so he's pretty. He's been pretty uncomfortable, and uh, as a result, has been kind of um, a little bit a little bit of a jerk. But, uh, yeah, but no. it, it, hey. she's still adorable. So, yep. So, so you're not you're not going to kick him out. Nah, nah. <laughs> it's like nah. get out. You're done as a roommate. Get yeah, out. Nah. We're done with your fussiness. Nah, I'm just gonna just gonna raise this rent. Like before, like because because you know because he was this late September baby. So we usually would if we're taking him out, we'd have to at least get him in like pants and a hmm. you know thing. But now he's just like now he's just rocking the the onesie with his like you know chubby bare legs <laughs> sticking out. It just kind of looks hilarious. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we could only wish that our wardrobe maybe maybe we can self-identify as a baby and start wearing those like just right adult. right yeah it's <laughs> a great idea make every make everything easy going yeah. to the bathroom should be a lot easier oh yeah right but yeah babies have some babies have some some uh some good stuff going on that, that, uh, sometimes i'm like yeah i'd like a piece of that you know but uh <laughs> Thank you for listening, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.